0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 102. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, everybody. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast, Hope you're having a great week or you're about to have a great week ahead. Now, just a little side note, I do not do sponsorships on my podcast. Why? Because they are so irritating, in my opinion. I just listened to a podcast the other day and I had to forward through the first 10 minutes of the podcast. And I'm not kidding. I looked down to see how many minutes were spent and it was 10 minutes of sponsorship ads. So I just don't feel like that is what I want to do for my clients and my audience. I want to get right to the topic all the time so that you can get fitness, health, nutrition information that you can put into play right away without the commercials and the sponsorship ads. So basically, I consider the podcast something, it's sort of like my volunteer hours. That's what I'm giving back to the community. And I'm only putting it out there because the other day when I was listening to that podcast episode, I was so irritated that I had to keep hitting that 15 second forward button and forward and forward. And it was like never ending. I just want to let you know, I'll never do that to you. All right. I guess I should never say never, but I'm pretty sure I can say never on this one. Well, this week's episode, we are going to be talking about hydration primarily for the athlete. And that is going to go for the teenage athlete as well, because hydration for a teenage athlete is pretty much the same as an adult athlete. Teenagers are basically just little mini adults, right? They're maybe not as tall or as filled out yet. They definitely have different hormones going on. But in terms of being an athlete and how to hydrate, it's pretty much the same, but I will definitely talk about a few different things here and there that might be very specific for the teenager versus the adult. But first, I like to always start off with the eagle's eye on health. That's my pre-session, pre-segment, I should say, with a little tidbit on news or just some kind of information on health and fitness that maybe recently came out. This one says, there was a question in a magazine article that I read, and it said, I have heard that drinking apple cider vinegar is good for weight loss. Is that true? Or too good to be true? Well, what do you all think? You think it's true? This is what the answer says. It says, apple cider vinegar has a cure-all reputation for helping with weight loss, cholesterol, diabetes, acne, digestive problems, and other issues. The truth is somewhat less impressive. But apple cider vinegar does have proven health benefits. So if you caught that, the truth is somewhat less impressive. It's like almost always that way, right? So if you're reading something and they're like, this is what you now get to take for weight loss, and it's usually not true. (laughs) One little article somewhere someone wrote, or one movie star that did take apple cider vinegar potentially and posted that then she lost five pounds that week, and all of a sudden everybody thinks it's true. Well, in this case, some small studies have found that vinegar can't add or I should say aid weight loss, but the vinegar may be reducing food intake by simply increasing your fullness, your satiety, how full you get, or by leaving people feeling nauseous. How lovely is that? So people want to lose weight so bad that they're willing to feel nauseous after taking in some vinegar and therefore they're not as hungry. So it's not really promoting weight loss. It's not doing something to increase your metabolism. It's not doing really anything but potentially making you maybe feel more full or nauseous. But the reason it is is because they're telling most people to drink about a tablespoon of apple cider right before a meal. And when you do that, if you were to drink a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, it's probably, I have never done it, but I would imagine it's kind of intense. It's very acidic. So it probably leaves you with that like acidic mouth where you're just kind of making that, you can't see my face, but it's that, can you imagine my face right now? Uh, And so, yeah, that might leave you a little nauseous or it might start to fill your stomach up a little. So maybe you don't eat as much. I don't think it's going to hurt you if that's something you really want to do to help yourself not eat as much, but I think there are much better options, like just drinking a full glass of filtered water. That would probably fill you up too and leave you with a little uh, less acidity. Sometimes things that are quite acidic can irritate the skin, the mouth, and the throat. So I probably wouldn't recommend this option. Drinking a tablespoon... Of apple cider vinegar like before every meal I think that could have some acidic downfalls on you later if you were to do that too often so there you go that's your Eagles eye on health I don't think you need to be doing that one also if you do add some apple cider vinegar to your day I don't think it's gonna hurt you as well now moving into our topic today we're talking about hydration hydration primarily for athletes but a lot of you right now might be saying well I'm not an athlete if you work out for an hour a day you're probably an athlete (laughs) you're an athlete enough that this is going to be important for you if you have a child who is an athlete then this is definitely for you as well a child primarily those teenage years where they are working out quite hard as you know from last week's episode i recently got to give a talk to the lake travis cross country high school team and we talked about nutrition that was last week's podcast number 101 if you missed that Definitely go back because it's how to fuel the teenage athlete and how to fuel the athlete in general And this is sort of the part two It's the hydration topic for the teenage athlete or the athlete the adult athlete in general The first thing I want to talk about is some of the dehydration symptoms again if you're a parent And your teenager ever comes home with some of these symptoms, now you might know that it could be a cause of dehydration. And if you're an adult athlete, if you've ever felt these symptoms, again, maybe you had no idea what was causing it. So signs and symptoms of dehydration would include muscle cramps, nausea or vomiting, weakness, fatigue, headache, sweating extensively, dizziness, lightheadedness even confusion so if you are out there for a long run again you or your teenager and any of these symptoms come along we do have to look at your hydration levels to rule that out first if that could potentially be the problem so you need to make sure especially in the summer months and i live in austin texas so we not only have elevated temperatures because it's summer we have humidity on top of it so the sweat Factor is like a hundredfold out here, so you really need to make sure that you are drinking a lot of water. And the first thing you need to make sure is that your people always say, like, how do you know if you're drinking enough water? I want you to actually look at your urine. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? But instead of saying, oh, you should drink eight glasses a day because that's what they always used to say. Well, that's that's a ridiculous number to just throw out there because a three hundred pound person who doesn't work out versus an 120-pound person who does work out, well, they may need very different amounts of water. I just don't think that eight glasses of water pertains to every single person. Everybody's different, right? So the best way to know if you're hydrating enough is to look at your urine. Go to the bathroom, look in the toilet, and you want it to be light yellow, You do not want it to be dark yellow. Dark yellow pretty much means you are not hydrated at all. You actually don't want your urine to be clear. That might mean you're overhydrated. You want a very light yellow, almost like a, a lemonade color, right? So a light yellow is basically what you're looking for, nothing too dark. When you wake up in the morning, you may notice your urine is dark. So you just basically fasted all night because you were sleeping and now you have to start hydrating again so usually in the morning is your darkest urine and then hopefully in the next few hours you've been starting to hydrate you'll notice that your urine gets a little more clear or that light yellow so that's the first thing you might want to talk to your teenager about or you're going to ask yourself in general am i hydrating enough throughout the day what does my urine look like Now, if you're active in the summer heat especially, then you really not only need water, but you probably need some electrolytes as well. Electrolytes are minerals like sodium, potassium, chloride. In your blood and body fluid, that's what they do, minerals in your blood and body fluid, they help important processes in the body, like affecting the amount of water in your body, They also affect the acidity of your blood and also muscle function. So these minerals, these electrolytes, they actually play a pretty big function in your body, in your blood to make sure that everything is balanced. And in the summer, when we are particularly sweating more um, or any intense long workouts that you or your teenager are doing, again, you might need to add some electrolytes to the water. Water might not be enough. Because when you sweat, you're not only losing water, but you're also losing your electrolytes. Now, in general, like a normal day, a normal day in San Diego would be 70 to 75 year-round, right? So they may not have the same uh, hydration issues as we have here in Texas. But a normal day, say like a winter day, if you were to work out for one hour not particularly sweating heavy because it's pretty cool outside, a one-hour workout probably does not call for anything more than water. But if it's one hour here in Austin, Texas, or one hour of serious intensity and you are sweating a lot, then at that point you probably do need to think about adding some electrolytes to your workout. So generally I say like anything over an hour, definitely two hours, you need electrolytes with your water. The water is not going to be enough. What I like to do on days when I know that I'm going to be working out maybe just an hour, so I'm like, I don't need the full electrolyte Gatorade, and we're going to talk about this, the different options next, but I don't really need like a full Gatorade-type bottle of water, but I need something. When I just need a little something, I use emergency. Emergency can be bought at any Walgreens. Some of the markets carry them as well. Whole Foods carries it. And it just has a little bit of sodium in it. It also has vitamins, which is great. Um, And to me, it flavors the water just enough that I'm more likely... To drink more water so that's what I pretty much do on like maybe an hour workout where I feel like I just need a little something but almost always if it's just an hour I just personally drink water again unless I'm outside sweating in the humidity then I would add more so what do you add if you need to add more so your teenagers out there they're playing football they're playing soccer they're out there for two plus hours You know they're sweating because when they get back in their car, they stink. (laughs) And that's okay because they just did a lot of hard work, so they have the right to stink, right? Or maybe you just went out and did your hour and a half, long run, training for a marathon. You know, you can feel the sweat on your face. You know what I'm talking about? The salt, when you can actually feel saltiness on your face, like the crystals of the salt. So that means you have just released all that out of your body and you need to you need to now replenish it. You need to be replenishing it during that long workout. You'll feel better during the workout and recovering after it. So what are we talking about? So there's a couple products that I personally use that I really like, and that's what I'm going to share with you. And I highly recommend for the teenagers and for the adults. One of them is the brand new Gatorade endurance. This is not the Gatorade you get at 7-Eleven or the market. This is not the blue Gatorade in the bottle that your kid keeps picking up. This is called Gatorade Endurance, and you have to buy it online. I buy it on Amazon. Now, because it's the new Gatorade Endurance, you do want to check the label before you purchase it to make sure it's the right one. Now, the nice thing about this new one is Gatorade finally decided to take out dye and artificial sweetener. Hooray, Gatorade. Thank you. The only question I have for you, Gatorade, because I'm sure you listen to my podcast. Why have you not done this in all of your products yet, especially the ones that all the kids are drinking? We need to do a movement for Gatorade to continue this process through all their products. So Gatorade Endurance. Again, the new Gatorade Endurance. Go online, search at Amazon, new Gatorade Endurance. That's the one you want to buy. Almost... You have to look at all the labels of every other Gatorade product there is to see if they have dye in it, artificial flavor, artificial sweetener, artificial color. Uh, If it says that it has artificial flavors, it's out. No. If it says artificial sweeteners, it's out. If it says artificial colors, it's out. If it says the word artificial anywhere in any label of anything that you or your child is eating or drinking, it's out. Do not have it, that's just chemicals. If it has sucralose in it, that is a big one. I see sucralose in almost everything. It used to be aspartame that I used to see in everything, now it's sucralose. And all that is is an artificial sweetener. I will not eat anything. With sucralose or any artificial sweetener so it might say aspartame it might say sucralose it might say saccharin um any of those are no-nos you're not eating it your kid's not eating it there's no reason to buy it there are too many healthy ways to sweeten something these days that you just don't need those artificial sweeteners in your body they are chemicals side note if you're diabetic these rules do not apply to you You need to follow your doctor's orders, and unfortunately, you will actually probably have to have a lot of things that do have the artificial sweetener in it. So, side note for diabetics unfortunately, I don't want you to follow my guidelines. I want you to always follow your doctor's guidelines. Now, if a drink has, um, if a hydration drink, or any drink for that matter, or any food for that matter, has a number next to a color in the label of ingredients so it's going to say and i'm making up numbers it's going to say red number six yellow number three uh green number this if it has a color and a number it's a chemical it's dye again we live in a time i do not need to ingest artificial colors from dye because there's too many healthy ways to color things these days so for example uh, some companies will use beets to make things red or pink There are so many ways to color things in a healthy way without chemicals. So when you're looking at your child's Gatorade bottle that they just picked up at 7-Eleven, see if it has a color and a number on it. See if it says sucralose on it. See if it says contains artificial flavoring. If it does, I do not recommend that for your child or for you. And again, this goes for anything you eat. It doesn't just have to be a hydration drink. This is sort of a side note. It doesn't have to just be an electrolyte drink. But that's something that you definitely need to look at. So the new Gatorade Endurance, hooray, Gatorade does no longer use artificial sweetener and artificial color. I really like the new Gatorade Endurance. Um, My son likes it as well. I think it tastes just fine. For some of the teenagers, you know, again, it's very dependent on how big they are, how much they sweat, how many hours they're out there. But in a 24 ounce bottle of water for a teenager, probably a scoop and a half is gonna be all you need. But there is a complete set of guidelines on the Gatorade endurance bottle that tells you how much to use with what amount of water. I would say, Per hour, your kids should probably be taking in a full bottle. That could be about 24 ounces of water an hour, dependent on the sport. So my cross-country runners, they probably can't be drinking a full bottle an hour because they probably get side stitches if they drank that much if they can they'll feel better but they kind of have to sip on their drinks if they're in an actual hardcore run for that long of a period if you are a soccer player and you get some breaks or the football players as well you get to sit on the sideline for a little bit that's when you can hydrate, okay? If you are getting side stitches after you drink all of this fluid, then maybe you do need to sip it and not take in so much. That's definitely important, and it's something you have to practice. See what works for your body. Now, another uh, product that I recommend that I had recently tried last year was called Fluid Performance. You also have to order it online. You can go to their website. I think you can get it through Amazon as well, Fluid Performance. Performance. This one, I found it because it was going to be served on a marathon course, and I always train with whatever they're going to have on the course. You never want to go to a race. So if you are one of my adult athletes, you don't ever want to show up at a marathon and start using their hydration nutrition that you have never tried before on race day. That will not go over well generally. So I knew this marathon was going to be using fluid performance. I had never heard of it. So I did look it up and I was thrilled to find that it did not have any artificial sweeteners, artificial anything. It didn't have any dye. So I was so happy because there really is nothing worse than when a course does pick to put something on um, that isn't good for you. And it has artificial stuff, but that's who the sponsor is so that they don't really care. Or maybe they care, but that's still what they're gonna do. So fluid performance, I like it. It um, again, all these have different flavors. I think I had the pomegranate flavor because that what was being served on the course. Maybe give that one a shot if you don't or your child does not like the Gatorade endurance. Okay, that's another option for you. Now, some people ask me, well, what about scratch? Um, You know, I use scratch in my water. There's different products by Scratch. Some would not even be close to enough sodium, basically. Um, Scratch and the Nun as well. So a lot of people also have Nun, N-U-U-N. Scratch and Nun, often they don't have enough sodium at all. Some of them do have different products. I believe Scratch and None make more of an endurance-type hydration formula. You would have to check and see how much sodium is actually in there. Uh, When you look at how much is in Gatorade Endurance, it's it's a lot of sodium, and that's what you need. I don't generally tell you how much—I generally will never tell you that you need more sodium— But when it comes to hydration for athletes, and we're trying to replenish all of this, that is when you do need a lot of sodium. And so that's another reason why I like the Gatorade and, or I should say the Gatorade endurance and the the fluid performance, because they have enough sodium, but the none in the scratch don't generally. Now, don't. Call me on this because I'm sure times have changed and I haven't checked this one, but someone told me Scratch did have a a higher sodium formula, but it tasted terrible. (laughs) So again, if if you're going to try something and it tastes terrible, well, then nobody's going to drink that, right? Um, And just like, so you have a sense of how much sodium I'm talking, in Gatorade, in one serving size, which is a, a one and a half tablespoons, it has 300 milligrams of sodium. That's a lot different than like eight milligrams of sodium. So you just have to really look at the label and see, is it going to be enough sodium? Because if it's just going to be like eight to 10 grams of sodium, which be would be more like the emergency I was talking about, um, that doesn't have very much sodium at all. Like I said, that's something I use on a day that I pretty much don't really need an electrolyte drink, but I just want a little something. So so those are the ones that I like. You can look and research anything you want. And if your kid has one they, they want, just check the label and make sure it doesn't have any of the bad chemicals. Now, another thing for an athlete that's super important is how to hydrate before, during, and after. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you have a long run on Saturday, Or if your child has their cross-country meet on Saturday, or a big football game on Saturday, or a big soccer game on Saturday, whatever the sport may be, if that big endurance day is on Saturday, Friday is the day they have to start hydrating. They can't just hydrate the day of the activity. You want to start hydration on a Friday for your child. Or for you so what do I do I actually buy one of those big bottles of water like they're about 50 ounce bottles of water just like at Whole Foods or wherever you want Trader Joe's get the big bottle and I put one packet of emergency in and I hand it to my son that day or I drink it myself um, now I'm not saying 50 ounces is all they have to drink for the whole day but if I put one packet of emergency in there it kind of just gives it that little bit of flavor, gets a little bit of sodium in there. Not very much. I'm not worried about the sodium too much the day before. I'm just worried about him hydrating all day. That's my son or myself. So I make one of those. And then the rest of the day, I just keep filling that same bottle up with water. And for some reason, that just helps me. That's like my, my big water bottle for that pre-race or pre-game day. That's important. So that's what I maybe would encourage for you to do for your kiddo or for yourself as well. Then the morning of, the morning of that race, the morning of that game, or or perhaps you're the adult athlete who's got that 15 mile run, the morning of, you gotta start sipping those electrolytes before the actual game or race or run. So you could still have your cup of coffee if that's what you do and and have your breakfast. But after that, I want you only sipping on that Gatorade endurance, uh, sipping on that fluid performance. At that point, I probably would skip the emergency and go straight to your full electrolyte drink and start getting in some calories and some of those electrolytes right before the workout sipping. That's what I said. I said sipping, not gulping. I don't want you to have a heavy belly full of water right before the game or the race or the run, Um, sipping to start getting that replenishment. Another important factor when you're taking in these electrolyte drinks is that they not only have the, the electrolytes, they have some calories and you you need those calories you really do or you're going to bonk what is bonking so if you ever have gone for a long run and then like halfway through you're like starting to feel kind of shaky and your legs are super heavy and you're just starting to feel horrible well guess what it might not just be dehydration it might be that you're physically out of calories like you're bonking there's no gas left in the tank your kiddo might be like i just i couldn't get through that last mile i just felt so terrible it could be a combination of dehydration, but also that they didn't get enough calories in either before or during if it is a long training session or a long race or a long game. So that's another reason I like the Gatorade Endurance and the Fluid Performance because they have calories in it. And some of the none and the Scratch products don't have much calories. So I get very irritated when a marathon, which shall go nameless in this town... <laughs> has none, perf- none on the course as their electrolyte drink because there's just not enough calories in that for endurance runners. Um, and in those cases, now I have to carry my own fluid, which is a total pain in the bute. Okay, so that's before, during, and then after the game, race, or training, you need to replenish with your electrolytes. At this point, I wouldn't continue to drink the Gatorade, but at that point, I want you to just be flushing the body with water. If you were completely feeling like your whole face had the salt crystals on it, then you probably did not take in enough salt or minerals electrolytes during then, and you might need to have a salty meal after to just sort of help replenish it. But usually by that point, you're sort of over Gatorade and you don't need any more of that sugar because it is high in sugar. But again, during and before the training, that's okay. You need that. Um, but now after you don't have to continue to do it. So at that point, replenishing with water. And if you do feel like you lost a lot of sweat, I would just now move to some naturally occurring salty foods to help replenish you. What would that be? Well, salty foods in moderation, um, afterwards, you know, everything from peanut butter on a rice. Cake, that would be a, a kind of a, a nice snack ever that has salt in it. Um, olives and seaweed, celery, things like that have the salt in it. Bananas have potassium in it. That's uh, one of the electrolytes that's important to replenish. Have a bowl of soup. That is loaded in sodium. But then, again, you can replenish with real food at this point and not have to worry about, you know, your stomach settling this and that so you don't have to take in any more supplements. Because in general, I'm not a, I'm not a supplement person. I don't want to take Gatorade and I don't want to take fluid performance, but I have to because I'm an endurance athlete and I have to get something in. So the most important thing is that you make whatever that something is as healthy as possible, and that's why we're looking at the labels for any chemicals that we can keep out. But when we can, we always go to food. Food is always going to be the best source, so afterwards, getting some salty food in would be a great way to replenish for your teenager or yourself as an athlete. And that is pretty much everything for hydration. The key is staying hydrated, obviously, planning ahead of time. The day before that race or the day before that game, that's when hydration starts. The next day, just so you know, after a race... After a long run, if you're feeling horrible, if you have a headache, anything like that, you're probably dehydrated. So you just know you have to step it up just a bit more next time to stay on top of that hydration. That's everything. You know what to do. Now, as the parent, it is important that you teach your teenager. Have them listen to this podcast. Um, Teach them what I'm teaching you. Tell them what to look for on the labels of some of these drinks that they're drinking, even on their food. Have them look for the sucralose. Have them looking for the dye. You know, make sure they know what to look for because they're old enough now. These are teenagers. They can read. They can do this. I always say educate them show them a few times and then make it their responsibility. So once I sort of show my son something and how ha- I do it for him several times, then I say, okay, now you can go ahead and prep your Gatorade bottle for tomorrow for practice. I do remind him often because he'll forget because let's face it, they're still teenagers. <laughs> but you know, it is your, I do think it's a parent's responsibility to help your child as much as possible. And then if you want to put it 100% in their hands, Obviously, they need to learn at some point. And if you're the adult athlete, guess what? You're responsible for yourself, and it is important that you take care of yourself with the proper hydration. Now, if you enjoyed today's podcast episode, I would so appreciate it if you would make your way over to iTunes and give me a rating or review. That is the best way to thank me since, as I said, I am not going to have sponsors on this podcast. I don't make a penny from it, I just get the joy out of helping as many people as possible. But a great way to thank me is just head over to iTunes, give the Earn That Body podcast a rating or review. And if you do have any questions that I did not cover, feel free to uh, go to my website, EarnThatBody.com. Follow me on social media, EarnThatBody on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Pinterest. Um, Shoot me a, a DM, a direct message on any of those, and I'm certainly happy to answer any questions. And if you have any more podcast subject ideas especially those parents out there for teenagers. I'm getting a lot of emails from you guys on what you would like me to cover next. I'm always happy to help. Just so you know, a huge uh, topic that people asked me to do, and I'm going to do it next week, is the nutrition for the teenager. Apparently, people need a little bit of help to help their kids and help their teenagers, especially if they are athletes. So next week's podcast episode is going to be focused on teenage nutrition. For the parent, for the teenager, um, definitely still an episode that will pertain to all adults. So even if you don't have a teenager or a child, you're still going to get a lot of important information. Hope you have a fantastic and super healthy week. Bye-bye, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to EarnThatBody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.